Welcome to Group Quest, the new roundtable podcast from all things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Join Medros as he gathers a strong group of voices from around the community to tackle the hottest topics of the month. And now, your host, Medros. And welcome back to another Group Quest podcast. I am your host, Medros, and uh, with me this week, I think I have one of the, I honestly think one of the best groups I've had in a very, very long time. Um, I have, uh, of course, Brigwin. Welcome back, Brigwin. Of course. Oh, wow. I feel like I've been here like all the time. Thank you. Well, we're glad to have you back. Uh, we also have Miss Kadistra of Wow A. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. How good. about you? Good. I'm I'm doing as good as I can be on the 18th of December and in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is as cold and busy as crazy as can be. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we have Mr. Matt Rossi of Wow Insider. Hi. Sorry. I forgot it was me. You, Who you am forgot, I again? You forgot oh, your own name. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm so used to people calling me, you know, Matthew. No one calls me Matt anymore. It's actually kind of funny. So, yeah. Hi. Okay. Would you Would you prefer Matthew then? Oh, no, no, no. Matt's fine. Matt's okay. fine. I well, just totally – see, when kids, when you get older, your brain does this to you. So, <laughs> congratulations on, you know, surviving. Um, yeah. Hi. I already feel like an imbecile. We don't have him a curly, so we can just call you Matt. We, we don't yeah, that's the other the that's the other problem. Yeah, I spend every week recording a podcast with another guy named Matt. <laughs> we have like four mats on staff at one point. Uh, like Matt, who, what, which one? Oh, it's a priest question. It must be that Matt. Okay, yeah, he's in Canada too, isn't he? Oh God, there's nothing but Canadian mats on the staff. Well, McCurley is in, not in Canada, is he? No, no, he's not. All right. And I think uh, Matt Sampson was actually in uh, New Zealand when he was on staff. So, yeah. I see. Damn. So, we also have uh, Skolnick of Warcraft Less Traveled. How are you doing there, Skolnick? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I am I, not Matt, and I don't have one T or two. <laughs> good, good to hear. Glad we don't have to have too, much, too, too many confusing uh, moments <laughs> of trying to figure out which Matt we're talking to. You betcha. And yet, I will still not know. <laughs> apparently, apparently. So, uh it's been a very interesting couple of weeks that we've had uh, since the last episode of Group Quest, which was just after the Cataclysm launch. We've had uh, numbers come out and some new features and, and uh, you know products that have, have been announced by Blizzard. The first thing I want to talk about is, I don't know how many of you PvP, but what do you guys think about the new War Games feature for PvP? I'll jump in because I don't know how we do this. Um, uh, basically, one of the things I thought when I wrote it up for the site was that it's interesting because it allows you to do things you kind of do anyway, but in within the game, the game will actually give you the tools to do it. Like one of the things my old guild used to do all the time, uh, this is going back to like our original even, is we, you know, to blow off steam one night, we'd all go down to Goribushi, Goribashi Arena and we'd, you know, take each other out. We'd spend the night just, you know, messing around, fighting, kind of like group duels, really. With war games, you can do that. You, you can just, and you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to say, okay, we're all going to Gorbashi Arena. You can just, you know, set up groups, you know, group A, group B, and you can, you know, just queue up for Warsong Gulch all night. 
um, or, you know, perhaps a better battleground that will not make you unhappy. Uh, not that I have anything against Warsong College, you monsters. Why did you put Warsong College in? Anyway, um, but seriously, I, I, I think it's, an, it's a neat feature for that. It'll allow you to do stuff like, you know, two, if you have two big guilds on a server, you know, competing for stuff, and they have a good rivalry going, they can challenge each other. Um, you can set up contests and tournaments. It's a lot of neat stuff to this feature, in my opinion. I mean, granted, there's no honor involved, but... Awesome. And, I mean, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was say, we had the same thing. I mean, in the guild that I'm in, we, right now what we do is you, know, you kind of launch off and go take a city um, and try to do what you can there. This does allow you to kind of go, okay, we're going to have competitive you know, approaches, what we're going to do, how we can do it, how well. It, Gobarashi Arena itself, when you used to go down and if you weren't in a group and you didn't have someone guarding you back, you know, you're definitely left outside and it was kind of intimidating. This allows you to not have that. You don't have to worry about that so much. You can just go and do, Hey, I got my friends. I want to go, or if I don't want to, I don't have to. So does this bring about the, the long anticipated or long desired epic battles of guild versus guild? At least that's the stage for it. I think that, um, whether people take advantage of it or not, um, you know, it's to, to be seen, but I think it's a nice return to something where we're setting the stage, we're going to let the, the guilds have at it if they need to, and they can set up the, the, the type of battle they want. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know how many people have been playing for a long time, but I recall at some point there was a video or a, an in-game cinematic type thing uh, that they released that showed basically a huge, huge group of Alliance and a huge group of Horde uh, preparing for battle and, then, you know, and, and stuff like that. Does this kind of bring that idea together of, of being able to bring a huge group of each side together and just battling it out? I don't know how what the limitations and size are. I mean, they've changed a lot of the battlegrounds, and it uses the battlegrounds or arenas um, still that uses those maps and their rules. So I think the most you'll be able to bring is 25 per side. I could be wrong. I don't know if they've if they've left a 40-person battleground in or not at this point because I haven't done all the new ones. Um, but uh, it, it, it'll be limited to whatever battleground sizes are. So if a battleground has a 15-person cap, you're still limited that way. So it's not going to bring back Terran Mill. Okay. Um, but it, it will bring a flavor of that, right? I mean, even if it seems like in a lot of ways you won't get the whole 250-plus, you know, every guild member, everybody on the server against each other. But even at twenty five, twenty five, I think you get kind of get that epic feeling. And it's, I'm not opposed to how it works or anything. I just I don't think anything is ever going to bring back the days of we have nothing else to do. Let's attack South Shore. Um, to a degree, the game because the game is better. It's objectively better now than it was when it launched. Uh, you can't have. You're never going to get. Like 160 board horde players together and and just attack Sochor. For one thing, it's their own town, so that would be weird. <laughs> ah, we're killing our own flight master. What the heck? But, you know, Why not? But you know, it all it's called trolling. Yeah, people would it, do it if given the chance. <laughs> We've taken the flight master hostage, but, but it's our own flight master. Shut up! Shut up! You're ruining it for him. <laughs> but you know, I, do you see I that anymore? Think... I mean, do hmm? you see that on your server? On your server, do you see that anymore? Do you see that social interaction, even in the game as general, outside of your guild, that Alliance has an Alliance identity or Horde has a Horde identity, where the whole, the whole the server's Alliance. that way? Or is it the guild themselves are having more of their guild identity that, yeah, I'm a Horde guild, 
but it's not so much like we're all going as horde as much as you used to find anymore. I, I actually still saw it more on horde side than I did alliance. Uh, I played on Organon, Malfurion, uh, Scenarian Circle, and uh, I can't remember the fourth server because I haven't played on it in a while. So I'll just use those three as examples. Malfurion really had a strong horde is horde feeling, even as late as the last couple weeks of, of Wrath. They felt like, you know, they had a channel where like multiple guilds could get together and plan raids, plan, you know, attacks and alliance cities, what have you. I thought the only thing that really kept that kind of feeling alive was stuff like the the, the Black War Bear achievement. Mm. Which because people would get together horde guilds and go attack the the Alliance cities. Um Alliance has always felt a little bit less alliance you know, I've never when I'm all my time playing Alliance, I've never felt like the Alliance players care about the Horde one way or the other, or feel like a, a strong faction. It just isn't that cohesiveness that you know the Horde has the Alliance as a bad guy to form cohesiveness where you you think of the Alliance and you hate them in a grr. The Alliance players mostly just want to go, you know, okay, we're going to Blackwing Lair, uh, yeah, and the Horde are going to be jerks outside, so mm, be ready for them to be jerks outside. And it's just one of the things I think Blizzard, I think he even said so at BlizzCon that the Alliance lacks that cool factor that a lot of people see when they play Horde. They're like, yeah, I'm Horde and we're all Horde together. Whereas Alliance players tend to be, yeah, hey, hey, guy. Do you yeah. think some of that might be the, a reflection of maybe what the Lich King expansion was kind of all about, which is, I don't know, where they're saying that the Alliance and the Horde had to kind of work together for a common cause and in, in such a way where... In the original vanilla, it was all about, hey, you have one side, and on the polar opposite, you have the other. And maybe it's a re maybe this expansion is going to be more of a return to that. So maybe that, that, that feeling will be greater in the future. What do you think? I have no idea, honestly, what, what I noticed. I think that you know the changes that they've made um, are conceptually very sound in terms of balancing the maps. Sure. Uh, having like, you know, giving, for instance, giving Horde players more stuff to do in the Northern Eastern Kingdoms. So it's not mm -hmm. just, you know, hey, here I am in, you know, death knell, and now I'm going back across the ocean because I can't get to Taran Mill yet because I'll yes. be killed. You know, right. stuff like that. Right. It, it doesn't necessarily feel the same way, but it looks like it's objective rebalancing. Um, there's a lot more. Stranglethorns are much more balanced, you know, for both hubs. Like Stranglethorn used to have Gromgall and nothing for a lot. Sure. And now it's got, you know, much more balanced. But a lot of that feel, like of the, the old school... You know, back when you were playing in vanilla, my wife used to talk to us all the time that there's that there was that feeling of exploration and discovery that you're never going mm -hmm. to have again. Right. Because the game is now like, what are we talking about? Twelve and a half million people playing it. It's incredibly well designed. It's got like systems for everything. Back back when you first started playing, you know, you wanted a group. You just kind of bugged people until you got one. Right. You know, so. I think and that with the PvP changes, that. yeah, and with the PvP changes, this this tool is a way to automate what used to happen spontaneously. And I even and I, I remember I even built a, a very long friend list of people that were the the consistent people that would be willing to group up and and do the dungeons and do the their heroics, and the, the need for that's kind of gone gone away I mean, with a looking for group. So it's it's definitely I think you a might actually structure. see it come back. Um, one of the things I'm think I've noticed doing heroics is that it's much easier to go with guild friends than it is to just pug these things. I can see that. But, right, and that's where you're going with, you know, you said guild friends, but I think, again, that's going with guilds. I'm seeing the friend list. I agree with Scott. I think the friend list itself as a server-wide, this is who my friends are and who I can just call up outside of my guild, 
it's not as important anymore. I'm seeing the guild itself is extremely important. You know, you're going to have to have contacts in your guild if you're leveling up. Um, that sense of exploration is there. It's just very lonely unless you have a guild, you know, somebody in your guild who happens to be the same level because the people playing right next to you, they just seem to run right by and ignore you. you know, you're still discovering yes. still what's going on. But it's kind of like, hey, I'm on my fifth alt and I know where I'm going, so I'm just going to go this way. And that's what's missing. You know, it's that, it's that, what I was trying to say earlier, is that server identity or, like you said, cohesiveness with the alliance or if you're on Horde, feeling as a group of a horde, hey, I'm going to help you out with this quest because I, I see you just running around trying to do it or we're on the same one together. That's what I don't see happening. And I think the looking for group has changed that. When that came out, that was one of the first things that kind of died. I don't need it anymore. I can just hop in and off I go. Um, but that that's to me the sad thing that's lost in a while. Yeah, well, well, I think WoW has changed a lot, to me at least, with the most recent expansion. Um, seeing the old world, you know, not only have the levels of the zones changed and the look of the zones changed, but the questing has changed. The, the, this, the way you play the game has changed in a lot of ways. And, um, have you guys had any experience yet with trying to run dungeons and success rate of pugs? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, ba basically one of the things I noticed was that it's a lot easier to level, um, I leveled a character like just before the shattering dropped and ran entirely through dungeons. And then I started running dungeons at level 80 to 85, obviously after the shattering dropped. And one of the things I noticed is that we're at a place right now where people have just spent a year ignoring mechanics in five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I don't know. You know, people just, you know, this boss does this, but you know, I have endless mana. So I will heal you through this. And also my throughput is so astonishing that one of my like light heals will heal you to full anyway. Um, meanwhile, the tank is like, I have 65k health. Uh, I don't think the lady in Nexus is really going to be a problem. I actually had a, 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 did a Nexus run where uh, the tank and the healer disconnected and we, we killed her from full to zero uh, with just self heals. So clearly coming from that to a fight where, you know, you do heroic stone core and the first boss, Karbarok, is that his name? Korobok, I can't say how to pronounce that, that name, but that worm, that worm. Yes, the, the the he he burrows underneath, and if you stand there and let him come out of the ground on top of you, you will die. There's no ignoring this mechanic. You cannot just avoid it. Yeah. Uh, you are not geared well enough to. And people still demand that of the healer, um, and it's not possible. The healer, you know, is is now not going to be able to save you from your stupid. Um, and everyone makes mistakes. I make them. Uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't make them. The point is minimizing them. You 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 have to at least make the effort to get out of the junk. Um, if 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 Burning Crusade was the expansion that taught us all to fear the floor, and Wrath of the Lich King was the expansion that taught us that the floor was crafty, and could have many dangers, this is the expansion that just demands that you get away from the floor. Um, it's something as simple as jumping up and down during an attack or, or moving out of the range. If you don't do these things, you die on heroics. So pugs, it's not that people playing in pugs aren't good players, but they have no idea who the other people are. They don't know them. They don't know what they do. They don't, and they don't have in most cases a communication system fast enough to yell at them. Um, mm. it's very hard to type, get out of the junk, you know, by, oh, he's dead macros come on this is where i'm finding that all the people who came in like at the tail end of burning crusade and or wrath 
are forgetting like, oh, wait, this game actually used to have to think when you played. You know, you had to worry about, like you said, the floor. You had to worry about where you stood or your mechanics of how you played. You, know, you had to be geared for what you were doing. Um, that's what I know. Someone is actually telling me that. Someone, I forget who it was, was on tweet, came across saying that they, because I, I have to admit, I'm not, um, I'm on brig number five. So um, as they were going on, <laughs> but they were talking, they were at higher levels and they were running heroics. And they're like, we're actually being challenged. And I was like, why? And they're like, well, because of our players came in wrath. And now all the wrath papers are actually having to remember that they really do have to CC, you know, things like that is, and I'm like, well, that's great. That's, that's one of the things that mechanic wise or to, you know, difficulty wise, the game was missing is you didn't have to worry, you know, Oh, I, I'm geared up. I'm fine. I can just, you know, spam my volley. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's, it's those kind of things that to, at the end I was like, Oh God, I don't like this game anymore. And today I'm like, Oh, I'm excited about playing. So do you guys think that, um, I mean, okay, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll be this, maybe this is me abusing the fact that I have a, a fairly knowledgeable, uh, tank on the show here. Um, but may, Matt, maybe you can advise me here. The first tanking I did was in wrath and it was easy. Should I even bother tanking in cataclysm? Well, if you're going to tank, if you're going to tank down the road, now is the time to do it again. Um, I just yep. started one of my, I have two warriors I'm working on. One's already 85, one's like 83. Um, when I get them both ready to go, then I'm going to start working on some other alts because I want to have a variety of, of tanks ready to go when we start getting serious about raiding. And one of the things, um, these the thing is, is that these dungeons too, in time, will become nerfed by the passage of, of our, our gear. There, you know, once you're in, you know, the first tier of raid epics, or even possibly the the last tier of 340, you know, 344, three, I think it's 346 blues. Uh, these dungeons will be much easier. Um, what's happening right now is a combination of having to correlate what you're doing with people you don't know and who, you know, in some cases, some roles are harder than others, and you know, people still getting used to new mechanics. Um, these certainly are not harder than say heroic a Lich King fights were in, in raids. They're absolutely not. They're not even all that much harder than, like, for instance, when Halls of Reflection came out, everybody complained. Yeah. You know? Yep, I remember that. They're, they're not... It's not that these are super difficult dungeons, but every expansion has a gear reset. This expansion had the strongest gear reset I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, by level 83, you know, if you... I had full 277 gear on one of my characters. Full. Every slot. And I replacing stuff by level 83. Um, this is not the, like when you came out of Nax 40 with full Nax 40 gear and went, you know, just went into Karazhan. This is not that expansion. And this certainly mm -hmm. isn't Wrath where you could go straight to Nax 10 and Sunwell gear. And in fact, you could, you could wear Sunwell gear into Nax 25. This is not, you know, this is not that mm -hmm. expansion either. This is the expansion where gear really does reset and you do not have the raw power to ignore mechanics and you don't have the raw power to ignore your, your classes, you know, safety buttons. I had a tank yeah. uh, when I was leveling my DPS character, I had a tank who refused to use shield wall, refused oh. to use it. And I had to like, basically I had to say, all right, kick him. I'll tank it yeah. and take over to get, to get up to, uh, I think what's her name? High priest to Zill in, in stone core. I had to basically take over. Not that I wanted to be tanking all that badly, but yeah. because you know he just would not use his cooldowns and yeah. he would not move like you cannot just stand there and let the big rock hit you 
Well, yeah, you I mean, you, you don't have the, you, 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 I mean, in old gear, you don't have the the health anymore to stand up to those bosses. You don't even have it in new gear. You know, you straight up, if you could, you have, I'm doing, you're doing Heroic Stone Core, you have like, say, 120 to 130k health, we'll say. I, I think I actually like a little bit short of 120 because uh, I have a couple pieces I need to replace. But, you know, when she does that big rock and drops it down on you, you know, if you don't die, you'll be so weak that the stream of ads that you have to try and kite through big exploding black holes on the ground, kind of like, you know, a mixture of Algalon. The, the, the thing is, is they've taken these really cool mechanic fights from Wrath that we only really saw in the raids, and they've made whole instances out of them. Five mans, where you see these mechanics, mm-hmm. you know, and... It is, but Briggs' point about having to pay attention is valid enough. But more importantly, it's not even just that you have to pay attention. You have to unlearn complacency. And you, you'll notice if you do a lot of pugs, the first thing, there's always one guy. The first thing he does is complain about other people sucking. And the second thing he does is drop group. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes that's welcome, though. You know, I think that in the event that somebody has that type of an attitude, it's, it's, it's all about trying to learn the new mechanics and welcoming that, that the game has changed. And I think back to your initial point, Med, I think asking, if, is this the perfect time for a tank to get in? Absolutely. You're going to learn the mechanics the, the best way, and it's going to be not just bashing buttons, but... You know, Plus, I mean, this is the, the expansion yeah. that... This is the expansion where you as a tank actually get to set what you're doing. Yep. Last Maybe. expansion, if you tried to mark targets, they'd laugh mm-hmm. at you and just start nuking, and AOE. the healer could heal them through it. Yeah. Right. Last expansion, if you tried to set a pace, there's always going to be the back of the guy, and I'm going to apologize now to Wildcrinder, but there will always be the back of the guy going, go, 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 go. There was always going to be that guy. That guy is a corpse now. Like, that guy even, go ahead and run ahead. I'm going to stand back here. You go ahead, and then he's dead. You know, it's no longer, that guy can't run ahead, pull six mobs, and get healed through it. If the healer even, the healer won't even try, because he's, you know, I don't have the mana to heal him through this anyway. Sure. So, this is the expansion where it will be hard. You will actually have to, you know, relearn some of your own bad habits. But at the same time, you'll get the ability to, like, control the pace back. And that's huge for a tank. That's one of the things that makes tanking fun and not just, you know, here I am to be your meat shield while you get to do all the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, tank, you become the tank, the tank becomes the, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, I'll, you know, the, the old George Carlin idea, the tank is the field general. You know, you're there, to, you don't, it's not that you're better than anyone else, but it's that your role is to set the pace and, you know, say, okay, remember guys, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, it, it gives you more to do than just stand there and be like, you know, the, the flailing dummy for some gigantic monster's crotch thrusts. So... Yeah. But again, I'll say that's the stuff that makes this, you know, that's where the hope comes in with this expansion. It's like, well, okay, maybe they had to take a couple to learn how to bring it back, or we just had to get completely bored. But everything I'm hearing you guys talk about, like, this is stuff you have to relearn, or you have to forget and learn, you know, if you've never done it before and learn. It's the, yes, that's what, in a way, it should be. And when you say so in Wrath that you couldn't mark a sentence at the pace, it was horrible as DPS. But you just sit back there, and if you weren't, you know, it was like they were telling you, go faster. And like, I'm going as fast as I can. Well, we need more DPS. It's like, well, you know what? I'm spamming everything I got. And all I'm doing is just literally highlighting and just, spamming. excuse me, targeting and spamming just to keep on, you know, us moving through faster. No, it's not about speed and rushing through. It's mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. groups and planning and, you know, finding a strategy that's going to work for the group that you have. I really, I, I, I will say it again. Great. 
I really blame how gear inflated in Wrath more than anything else because it's not that the Wrath dungeons were not designed with CC in mind. They're designed by the same people. If you go back and look at the dungeons and imagine how they were, they were designed for people who were coming up that weren't wearing Sunwell gear, that were in greens. Mm -hmm. And then you see that, you know, yes, CC would be necessary. The problem is twofold. One, they didn't gear reset hard enough. Um, you know, you were using war glaives up until you got to like, you know, level 78. You right. were using, you know, Sunwell gear until you hit 80. You didn't have to replace anything. That was the first problem. They didn't gear reset hard enough. The second part is that look at an eye level 200 epic and now look at an eye level 277 epic and look at the DPS differences. I started off with an epic mace that had 186 DPS. It was a two-hander. By the time that I was done with that expansion, my two-hand mace had 324 DPS. Mm -hmm. Compare that to any time in any other expansion, the difference between starting and ending gear was not double. You did not yeah, go yeah. from you did not go from like you know you went from the Arcanite Reaper, which was a blue with fifty three DPS. By the time the expansion was over, the highest DPS uh, mace in the game was the Might of Menethil, which had ninety. Ninety is not twice fifty three. There you go. You know, and that's the you, you know, one hundred eighty six plus one hundred eighty six. It's just whoa, not even close. You know, you, this this mace is way the the difference in 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 all the gear got to the point where you know as a tank you could walk into the first heroic you know that most people would have done a guard keep as a tank if you had if you had icc gear you could tank the instance without the healer healing you yep yeah yeah so it happened so matt what, what do you think about ghost crawlers post this week about tanking and threat I'm going to actually let Skullnick talk first because he had some ideas and then I wanted to like, I'll bounce off of what he was going to say. All right. Skullnick then. Yeah. Well, I was, actually, I read it this week and I was uh, quite impressed because I think that uh, as my main being a tank, I, I know that there's a, a very fine line and a difficult balance that Blizzard has to be trying to, to deal with where if they make it too easy, it's, it's face roll and it's boring. And if they make it too difficult, then it becomes frustrating. But it's, it's almost like what uh, we were all talking about in the, the last section here. It's all about trying to learn about crowd control, marking targets, and making sure that um, interrupts happen. And I think that Gross Crawler was stating, I think in the, in the article, that he didn't want to make a comp they didn't want to make a complicated rotation to relearn, but at the same time be smart about what buttons you are pushing and try to make some uh, good judgment and good decisions. And so I think it was really a good thing that he. Uh, he took the time anyway to to know that the community itself is a little bit concerned about threat and concerned about tanking. Um, so I just I thought it was a really good approach anyway to to, to address it and not ignore it. No. All right. Well, one of the things I noticed when I was reading the post is there's a little bit of contradiction in it. And at one point he says that he doesn't think a couple of globals is too much to wait for groups. And that's what, I think that's what he stated, that a certain, yeah. a certain global was designed for a certain mechanic or yeah. a certain uh, part of the fight. Well, it's, it's interesting because the problem here isn't that, the, it, again, it comes down to players versus uh, environment. Half the time turns into players versus group. Mm -hmm. um, the, in, the instinctive reaction, and it has been the case since the vanilla, because I remember tanking original strat. And if anybody tanked that, that dungeon, original strat home, you'd go in with five people. And or 10 people in some cases because you could bring in a 10 group and you'd get those first pulls that were full of undead. I defy any warrior who tanked during vanilla who'd get in that pull 
to tell me that you could actually successfully tank that pull. What happened was mass chaos because players don't wait. It is instinctive. Part of the way players play is that monsters button. Monsters, this button. So one of the things that you will always have, and it's interesting, he said he doesn't want people to have to wait for Sunders, but he wants people to wait for a couple globals. Well, that is what Sunders are. They're global. And, and that the role of waiting for Sunders was to get people to wait long enough. One of the things that's always been interesting about threat is that it, it doesn't necessarily correspond to damage or what you're doing. Threat can often be maintained just by you being the first thing that the mobs see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the reasons charge poles became so popular or, you know, shield throw poles. If you charge into a group of mobs and you hit TC, it's not that TC's threat is so massive that nothing can pull them off of you. It's that they aggro more strongly on, on the melee than they do on ranged in the first place. The further away you are, the less strong the threat is. Secondly, they aggro on the first thing they see. The first thing that engages them, then they all turn. Now they all have aggro on you. If they haven't noticed people over there yet, even though those people are dumping AOE on them, they won't necessarily turn right away. Mm -hmm. These things basically mean what players really need to do is start letting tanks have the time. It's not a question of you not getting to do anything. There is an inherent amount of time wherein the tank can solidify threat. And it's one of the things people have really grown out of because they're used to the tank being able to hit a button and massively out-threat them. Yep. I can't, you know, I mean, I'm sure all of us have had experiences where you're running a dungeon and someone drops an attack on the mobs and then the tank goes in and does whatever his, if it's Consecrate, Death and Decay, uh, Bears going nuts because, you know, Druids didn't have a really great thing. They just had to spam swipe as poor bastards. Um you know, there's always some ability the tank would use, Shockwave and Thunderclap, to then stop those mobs and then get them back. That right there, the stopping the mobs and getting them back, getting them back mentality is absolutely going to get you killed. Doesn't and this give back, though, that, Matt, the, sorry, doesn't this give back, though, the idea that where, like, hunters have misdirect? You know, it's, it's the things of, there are tools that you can use to help push the threat well, yeah, the, as opposed to they, just unloading. That's why, I mean, they, got ri- that's why they got rid of Misdirect's threat transfer, though. Because, you know, tanks... One of the problems with Misdirect and, and Tricks of the Trade was that it, it gave a false impression of what tank's threat actually was. People thought tanks had this limitless threat because there'd always be a DPS somewhere handing it to them. Like, Here you go, all the threat you could want. That's one of the reasons they changed it, and I think it was a good change, and I think what, what uh, Skolnick just talked about was a good, was a good change because... You're making tanking active again. Yep. It, it's the difference between passive and active. Tanking doesn't... One of the problems a lot of tanks have is they focus too much on their DPS in the last expansion. I do the least DPS of any tank. It doesn't matter how much DPS you do. No one brings a tank because they're thinking, you know, we need as much DPS as possible. Thank God the tank does so much. It, it, not only does that make the DPS themselves feel undervalued, who wants to go to a run where the tank is massively out DPSing you? You know, and it happens. Even now, it happens on group polls. So, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to see the way that the balance is going. I think there's still going to have to be some work because what you really have to conquer here isn't the encounter, and it isn't design. It's player. You know, players have been trained to hit a button. Ghostcrawler even once did a famous post: "Hitting buttons is fun." Um, and he's right. It is. It's why you know it's what we're doing. <laughs> it's how we play the yeah. game. They're these buttons. I hit them. But, I mean, so. when you're talking about, like, the threat is, you know, the bounce back, I think that's good as far as that it teaches us that we can't, like you said, unlimited, just pile on and we don't have to worry about it. 
but it does give us a way of, okay, we can push it up to enough for you, you know, for tanks, if we push it up to a point, tanks allows you now to, like you said, be active and engage in into it, because this is going to crash back down, and so you're going to have to maintain and regain that control. If hunters just go off and misdirect and think they can now unload, whereas before you could do that, I could misdirect and then I can unload as much as I want without having to wait for the tank to, you know, take over my threat that I've given to them, well, yeah, that oh, strategy is okay. going to fail. But the idea that I can actually help help the tank get a jump on it, then I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Well, any tank, but tank, any DPS player can help the tank though, even if they don't have a misdirector tricks ability. It there's it can well, be something as simple. Not just waiting. I mean, you know, there's threat drops some classes have. Right. They can use them. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we're seeing, you know, it's that idea of you have to know everything you can do. That's players, like, if you raided, you had to know what you could do in a way that you didn't need to know how to do in five mans, especially once gear got to a certain point. And that's exactly. what they're trying to bring back in the five-man game. And they're trying to slow down gear expansion, so I don't think we'll be, like, blowing through heroics as fast in this expansion as we did in the last one, although time yeah. will tell. Um, I just, it, it's a situation well, where, it's a situation where you basically, you, you have to make threat into something that, you know, here's an example, and I'm sure, you know, if you, if you tanked the last expansion, what did you gem? Uh, defense. Well, Stam. Stam. <laughs> yeah, you gemmed Stam. Uh, you didn't gem defense because once you got to a certain point, you had all the defense you needed. Um, but you might have you might have gemmed it beforehand. You know, if you were like through four, four if you were five twenty and you need to get to five thirty five to tank heroic, you might have gemmed Stam. But for the most part, especially in end game, tanks gem stamina above everything mm -hmm. else because they didn't have to gem for threat. Threat would be given to them. Yep. You know, they didn't have to gem for avoidance or mitigation because healers didn't need to worry about mana. Mm -hmm. So this became, you, you gem stamina because you wanted to be the biggest bucket you could be so that, you know, they could pour as much mana as they wanted into it. Um, with the changes, gemming stamina might not be the way to go. So there's lots of stuff that this, this is a, a, an expansion in flux and it's really going to be interesting to see what we're doing in six months. I think Grosscrawler even kind of admitted to that where he stated that he didn't throw it all off on the DPSers as, as the, the, the cause for threat. But even if I remember right, mentioned too that um, maybe some of the numbers are being undertuned by Blizzard. Like he acknowledged that maybe some of the actual mechanics have to be altered somewhat. So it, I, I agree with you. It's going to be in flux, and I think we'll see some changes in the, the coming weeks, if not the coming months. But it's, it's, a, it's all about kind of relearning our class again. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been saying. And I think that's the beauty, again, that's the beauty of this expansion. It's also something that um, you're also finding who has very little tolerance for that, which is what was mentioned earlier of, you know, people that you frankly don't want to group with. You can also tell who was, you know, an original vanilla tank or a BC tank. I'm finding my guild is saying a lot of that. They're like, this is really harking back to um, early Burning Crusade. Like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a BC baby. I started playing, God, like just when Karazhan dropped. And we're finding a lot, like, yeah, we, a lot of my guild, they hardly pug anymore. It's all guild groups, like you were saying earlier, because people are like, they're either, you know, you know exactly what you're doing, or GTFO, or they're like, dur, 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 like, face rolling, like, oh, it's okay, I can, you know, go make a sandwich and, like, stand in the corner here and, you know, spam heal or whatever else. And, you know, our, our healers are damn near in tears. And our tanks are finding that... 
it's almost kind of like they're in a uh, you need credit to get credit sort of situation. Like our guild leaders, our, our MT, he um, he's prot and he's getting frustrated that you know he's like, I need this gear in this instance or in in any heroic instances, but I'm not I don't have good enough gear to successfully run these instances. So you know, so our poor blacksmithers, you know killing himself trying to make decent shields and stuff for everybody but I mean there's not a lot I can say from experience because I'm DPS I'm not a tank uh, or not yet anyways cough but uh, but yeah so I'm finding it's I personally I like the challenge I don't like the whole you know tape down a few buttons and you know go make some dinner and go to the bathroom Yeah, I like <laughs> you know I, I like the fact that you know you have to know what you're doing you have to be smart and but I don't know I mean I that's just my opinion well, there's like the first boss in Shadowfang Keep Heroic um, requires he has two or three abilities that really must be interrupted. And mm -hmm. a tank, no tank class has all the interrupts they will need to interrupt everything. A warrior comes closest, but no, no tank can interrupt all of it. Um, so if you have DPS with interrupts, we went into a group where it was me, uh, Paladin, uh, Rogue. So we had basically the tank had one interrupt and he asked me to, you know, I was like, I'll tank it if you want. He said, no, no, just I want you to interrupt this ability. Pain and suffering. You always must interrupt it as soon as you see him casting it. It's going to cast time. He'll get off a second of it, but you just interrupt it. And we're going through it in the, in the, the, one of the people in the group did not understand the concept of interrupting. Like the concept he didn't get. It isn't even a question if he didn't understand that it was going on. He didn't know what it was. That's ridiculous. And oh, it's, wow. it's, you know, um, I'm hitting my pummel button, but he's still casting the spell. Yes, he casts the spell for a second, then I pummel goes off and it stops. If I didn't hit pummel, he'd continue to cast it and we would all die. Spell starts. Because that's how I can't interrupt a spell in the future. I have to know he's casting. I can't just wait and hit pummel there. That interrupted it. He didn't even get to cast it. That's not how pummel works. And the rogue was like, "Look, man, he's pummeling the spell. I'm watching him do it. It because I'm interrupting the other spell. So I know when he's doing it. I'm watching. Stop complaining." And the guy wouldn't get it. He would not understand that the spell was being interrupted. He finally quit group because he's casting pain and suffering again and, dr and drop group. Like, you know, and we're all sitting there yeah. going, but, but you were, you were successfully interrupting it. I'm like, it's not me. Is it? It's him. Right. Like, like, oh yeah, it's him. <laughs> not you, man. You pummeled it. I don't know what he wants. So it's, well, it's like there, but this is like the extreme, but there are players out there who have never had to do it. You know, they've the never point, had to right? use these abilities and it, it's not that I think Wrath was a bad expansion. I really don't. I just think gear got way out of hand. Yeah, it did. I mean, by the end, you know, you could you didn't even have to pay attention to what you were doing, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, we're in welfare. You know, we we're running into heroics with you know, tissue boxes and foam yeah. swords, and we're <laughs> like, oh, being snap. able to go we're, through. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's like oh, we is, have to pay that attention. Not the oh, we're getting a bad. <laughs> is that not the definition of a bad expansion when you can do things like that though no really it, it's not that the expansion is bad because the mechanics from the fights were really well done the the raids themselves were beautiful especially old war i don't i don't, don't know anybody who hated old war um, beautiful the, things the, about it but overall the problem the problem is comes down to that they they came up with this really nice idea of heroics they want to do heroic dungeon fights and heroic raids, and they, they and they implemented it pretty well. But then the problem came of you know they didn't itemize for it. 
You know, they and they're sitting there going, "Okay, we need to make the gear better in the, in this harder fight than it is normally to incentivize people to do it." So you got Star 3D with a better drop and so forth, mm-hmm. and that was fine. But then you started. I I blame the fact that you you have that. Then you have they they kept bumping up the emblem rewards every time they'd release new content. Yeah, we that'll okay, that, get that, more welfares. And- yeah, then you put LFD in. And LFD is brilliant in a lot of ways, but it allowed for people to chain run groups and and just accumulate gear at an exponential rate compared to ever before. You never saw people get geared up this fast in vanilla. If you had a full set of Valor in vanilla, people were like, "Wow!" Oh, it was earned. I mean, you, if you yeah, had if was... you had a full set of Valor and you were wearing the Lionheart helm, because I, oh I did God. this, people thought, "Wow, he's got an epic," and. It's not that people wouldn't have done this in previous expansions if they could have, but there was no reason for a raider to go back to five mans. You were raiding in 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 original game. You didn't go back to five mans unless you know you were going to blow somebody through something. You didn't go back to five mans with a sulfuros. You just didn't. There was no reason because to. you you had no right. reason because you were progressing there. Again, yeah. I'm not hearing. I'm hearing a very polite way of saying yes. It was a beautiful game, and I agree. It was a beautiful game. I mean, expansion. As far as like the layouts and the graphics, and you know, Aldebar is a beautiful, you know, all the way through, and and Algaron is probably one of the best, you know, fights as far as like seeing and, and what you're working with. All oh, that's beautiful, wonderful. But when you look at overall gameplay, I think that's why you saw so many people getting into it, going, "Oh my God, what am I doing? It's boring." And all it, it just the massive population, as big as it grows, the swell of people being, you know, feeling disenfranchised with the game. And I think that's what's making Cataclysm, now you've got those people, what I called Twitch gamers before, in Cataclysm and going, oh, wait, I have to th- learn things like Pummel? I have to learn how to play a game? It's not just, as Kedistra was saying, just you know, spamming my four buttons that I have to worry about. Um, I, all of those things I see is saying, I think if we would go back through the four expansions, Wrath is, if you want to say bad, fine, but it's definitely the weakest out of the four. I say again, I wouldn't necessarily agree. I just think it's its weakness is one that really? it's it's easy to the the problem with each expansion is is that each expansion is designed to address the concerns of the previous expansion. Um, because that's how it's the same with like they always say that you're always ready to fight the last war you fought, not the one you're going to fight. They're always designing based on what they've experienced, and so each expansion comes out. Cataclysm is addressing the weak spots of Wrath, so you can argue that Cataclysm is an improvement on Wrath, and I'd totally be okay with that idea. It's addressing the mistakes they made in itemization and gear acquisition, but it isn't. Once you take that out of the picture, it it it's just one element to Wrath. Wrath actually had some some of the best encounter designs, some of the best graphics, some of the best zones. The leveling experience in Cataclysm is straight out of Wrath. It's the Wrath and you know 70 to 80 zones now from 1 to 60. It's mm-hmm. there's really, you know, all that stuff is good and you can't just chuck that baby out of the bat with the bathwater just because yes, gear expansion had a really deleterious effect on you fight the five man experience. It didn't affect the raid experience that much because if you were raiding seriously, these things suddenly raiders have to know these things. What they're doing with Cataclysm, which I think is a brilliant thing to do, is making it so five man players again have to know how to do these things. And they're with between that and changing the way raid lockouts work so that 10 and 25 are equal, they're finally saying whatever level you play this game at, you must be proficient. And that's a beautiful thing. And it is, in fact, addressing a problem we had way back in BC. Remember the end of BC? 
yeah. when the Isle of Queldenas came out. That is the yes. root of the problem with Wrath's gear inflation because that is where suddenly running five mans got you something that could get you gear as good as end game rating. Oh, and, and that, that was a big issue that's, when it came out. And mm-hmm. that's BC. That's the that problem. It started in at BC. that one in BC at the very end when they had to add the content to, you know, for the delays in the waiting. Now, if you add so, that problem, you take that situation and you, you conflate it with uh, the, the ease of dungeon running with the looking for group, the dungeon group, which is a great tool. But when you conflate these two issues together... That's the perfect storm that created the Wrath experience that that is negative. Saying Wrath is a bad expansion because of that is like saying that original the original game was a bad experience was a bad expansion because they took three years to get a couple tiers of raid content out. Mm-hmm. It's it's too limited a view in my opinion. I mean, you 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 know I'm not telling you you're wrong because you know hey everybody plays the game in their own way. I'm just saying that I for myself I I can't reject an expansion that gave me so many good things just because it gave me one thing I really didn't like. You know, I, I feel like a hypocrite if I say Wrath was bad because I, I loved playing in Wrath, but I managed to avoid a lot of this stuff. You know, I wasn't in that many five minutes. <laughs> so it, it, to me, it's to me, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of being a jerk if I if I dog on the expansion that that I had so much fun in. Well, least, I mean, least it's, it's, go ahead. Sorry. no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yes. My point was just that the takeaway, I guess, the good takeaway from that is even though there may be some negatives that you, you're finding in um, the Lich King expansion, it seems like Blizzard at least is taking those learned lessons and applying them properly to Cataclysm and trying to say, all right, we're resetting the gear. Like you said, it's a hard reset. So you know, we're maybe seeing a return to normalcy in some ways, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that that wasn't correct. I, I certainly think that the gear resets a big issue, and I think holding gear to a slightly less I think the the whole thing they added with justice points and valid points where there's caps and systems yep. to keep you from like you can't sit there at your computer and just run heroics all day to get gear because right. at some point you're going to run out of you get no benefit from doing it and good that's point. a good thing balancing pvp that's a good thing having places like Tolbarad and having raided battlegrounds and having a, a limitation system there that's a good thing and yes these are all these are flaws that were became apparent in Wrath, but they existed before Wrath. It's just that they became apparent in Wrath because Wrath was so monumentally successful. Um, they didn't know they needed checks and balances for them because in the original game and in BC, nobody would do this. It, they only did it in Wrath because it would work. You know, so uh, Wrath was the victim I, of its own success in a I way. I completely agree with you on, on the, the perfect storm happened to be matched in that expansion. You know, not saying that things weren't, you know, different ones didn't happen. And as Skullnet said, you know, starting to is I agree. I think the the strength of Blizzard as a gaming company is, you know, especially with this franchise, they have always learned from their previous and, you know, have strived towards making the next one better in different ways and correcting the mistakes of the previous one as much as possible. So no, I I definitely give that as far as that's one of the reasons why they're so great. Crickets again. <laughs> I feel like I haven't sworn nearly enough. It's the time I'm not giving you any work. Talk. I'm not giving him any work. Yeah. No, he had mentioned, uh, Medros had actually mentioned on the, the, the pre-show that um, the Blizzard had actually, in the first 24 hours, had 3.3 million copies sell. 
you know, once again outdoing themselves from the previous 24 from 2008, which was the yeah. uh, other expansion. So uh, do you think that a lot of the reason for that or is the actual excitement about the cataclysm or do you think digital downloads help push that to that number? I know oh, I downloaded. I downloaded. I downloaded. Man, I, was, I wasn't going out in that. It was like negative 17 here. Negative 17 Celsius, so not quite as cold, but still, oh, yeah. I wasn't going out in that. No way. Um, but also, you know, we've been talking a lot about stuff, you know, let's, we'll be honest, I'll be harsh for a minute. We've been talking about stuff we didn't like about Wrath for a bit. Uh, we're not the only people who had problems with Wrath. And even with the massive numbers of people playing it, when you make it, when you launch something that's clearly going to make big changes, people want to see it. People want to see what the big changes are. People oh, want to know sure. what, you know, so that had to drive sales. Um, I also think to some degree, uh, this game is always going to be, there, there was a, some, some think tank and I can't remember who at the moment, but it was, it made headlines this week. Someone actually predicted this game could last 20 years. Wow. And when you look yeah. at EverQuest, you know, you think to yourself, EverQuest has been around since 1997. Yeah, it's been point. around for a long time. And, and if, if WoW could actually last even 10 years, that's amazing, much less 20, but people are seriously proposing this now. Mm -hmm. um, when you have a game like that, the Cataclysm becomes necessary because Cataclysm is the expansion that it's, it, it becomes not... Most games like this are snakes that eat their own tail. They just keep building on what they have. This is the expansion that actually gave you something entirely new to build on while keeping everything. I, I think it was... Uh, oh, I don't remember who was calling it WoW 2. Mm -hmm. I did! You know, yeah, then you were, you were dead on. You know, it's it's WoW too. It is, it is the they did the brilliant thing of building an expansion that is effectively a sequel to the previous game. Absolutely. It's a calculated risk where they said, all right, we could take the EverQuest route and and put out a second game, and we can either port your characters over, and you can take your eighty and do a free transfer to the new game, but then you segregate the different different uh, players in the different guilds but this was a you know calculated risk and it was done successfully they reset the game and they gave you wow too yeah and yet you can still be the guy you've been for five years yeah if yeah you've been playing that long i mean i that's one of the reasons i didn't want to go horde actually was because i've been playing this guy for so long mm -hmm. um and he's just his character is all tied up not that i, I don't go around role-playing all that much um, I kind of do mostly if I want to annoy people who are being jerks, but um, I don't really role play that much. But at the same time, you know, I've had this character since vanilla. I, I raided all those dungeons as, uh, you know, an Alliance warrior. I didn't want to change him. It's not that I don't think the Horde isn't fun to play, um, but I just didn't want to make that jump. Um, and you don't, if you force people to decide, well, do you want to play the new game or do you want to play the old game? You lose people. So this was, it really is an, it just, Hats off to them on a brilliant marketing idea that they executed perfectly in gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm and I, I really enjoy like leveling through the Worgen experience. I I enjoyed the Goblin experience, and I was determined not to. I was determined to hate goblins and everything they stood for. Or goblins yeah. bad, and then like ten minutes, ago, I'm like, oh <laughs> god, I'm gonna have to level this character through the entire zone. Like, oh, it's... oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, I was just breathing. You can go. Uh, one interesting thing, like, well, okay, first of all, I mean, from a personal standpoint, I'm super thrilled with Cataclysm. I'm loving it. Um, I think, like, I'm hopping between leveling my main, Kadistra the Druid, and I'm leveling a baby Torn Paladin. I'm leveling Rhett, and I'm going to go holy. And everything is so amazingly streamlined. Like, 
leveling from you know from scratch from a level one is like it's it's not easy but it's fun it's really enjoyable the quests are interesting you know from uh i play exclusively horde for now anyways and i'm finding that the uh the, I was talking to my guild about this, and apparently they hired psychologists to actually make the opposing faction seem that much more monstrous. Where you're like, they're, I mean, one of the things that they were mentioning, uh, like Metzen and everybody, was that they, they want to, you know, they want to put the war back in Warcraft. This is not like, well, we should probably team up for the greater good, for the greater good against the Lich King. This is like, these are supplies I need. This is, you know, like, I want, I'm going to cut down your trees. And then I was like, no, get out of our forest. And it's like, well, if I don't cut down these trees, then many of my people go homeless. So tough, you know, tough, you know, tough crap. And so we're, we're seeing the war again, really. Uh, one interesting thing I found, though, I was talking to two friends of mine who um, they're in, they're in a, a bad financial situation. Like neither one has had work for quite a while. Vancouver is really bad for that. And they've actually, they just took a break from WoW for about uh, six months. And they want to get back in. And I was talking about for uh, I was talking about the uh, retaking Echo Isles, and how much fun that was. And my friend's fiance was like, "Well, I'm never going to get to see that again." Blah blah blah. And he was getting like genuinely mad, and he was like, "Oh, Blizzard shouldn't have done this," and I'm pissed off because of the fact that you know you can't go back and do that stuff. And I was like, "Well, that's the price of you know keeping up with an MMO. Things will come and go. Like that's that's it. I have no problem with it at all." But looking at it from somebody who, like, you just, you know, didn't play for the last six, eight months and it's, they missed, you know, the retaking of Echo Isles and this and that, they're, like, genuinely annoyed and mad, like, I can't do this again. But I was telling him, I'm like, well, that's like me saying that I'm mad because I didn't get to do the Burning Crusade. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the, uh, the uh, expansion events, the launch uh, event. Thank yeah. you. I didn't get to do that. I've I've had to just watch YouTube videos, and I was like, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. But it's it's gone. That's it. I didn't yeah. I didn't actually play at that time. So it's like, well, tough nuggies. You know, you move forward. Well, what do you guys well, think? They've know. actually right. they've they've talked about that. Um, I think it was Afrasiabi talked about when they were first trying to put in. Uh, the players wanted the world to change and grow, and they were first trying to implement that. The danger is always going to be. In order to change and grow, things change. That's what you're looking for. Therefore, you have, to, you have to accept that some things are lost. And they started actually really small. If you remember when you played uh, BC, the saga of Grifta, who <laughs> moved around inside Shatra quite a bit. Yeah. That was them testing it out. Like they moved him out of Shatra entirely. They had yeah. those two, the Draenei and Blood Elf Cop, who were like trying to bust him. Then he came yeah. back in and they were out of favor. That was a test. And they said it up front that we're testing it with this small scale thing to see the impact before we do bigger stuff. Zula Aman coming in was a, a bigger test of the system where they moved people out and then they had Grifta sending you out there and so forth. Um, whatever you thought of it as a raid or as a lore thing, it was another test of the changing system. And the Isle of Queldenas was the big, you can actually see it change in real time. I mean, your friend mm -hmm. isn't going to get to go back. If you start a new character right now, you can't go and o unlock the Isle of Queldenas. It's been done. Uh, and that's exactly... That. Yeah, Opening and it's, the gates of AQ. I mean, the yeah. whole oh, thing yeah. is a war effort and going through the war effort and gathering your bolts of cloth and you know whatever you had to do for the what was going on. That was huge. And that was way that was back Thunder in the original. City. Yeah. That was huge. You can't do yeah. that Thunder City anymore. Oh. Yeah. 
Well, that's it, kind of sad, though. I mean, as much as that's understandable, it does make me a little sad that players won't get to see Battle for Undercity. Because, man, yeah. Battle for Undercity, that's another example of something Wrath did really well. And that's one of the things Cataclysm is definitely beholden to Wrath on, is these really awesome event moments. Yes. I will, I will go so far as to say that Battle for Undercity did the best job I've ever seen of bookending an expansion. You hit level yeah. 73, 74, you did Battle for Undercity, and this is a part where we had talked about it already. Like Certainly in BC and before BC in original game, there was that Horde and Alliance working together thing. Battle for Undercity is the end of that. Yep. It killed it, and it killed it dead. You were watching the death of everything, every kind of cross-faction cooperation died at that moment. All I know is I'm just sad now as a dwarf. I'm not going to be able to see Sylvanas again. Oh, you will when she kills you and raises you. Well, that's the whole problem. You know, before I was able right there, at least, you know, an adoration, you know, try to get a date with her. But now forget it. Uh, I don't think you really want to date <laughs> Sylvanas. Hey, Sylvanas has eight I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I mean, come on. Don't think. Don't give me that. That's, that's going to hurt my feelings now. It's all zombie movies forever, and whatnot. <laughs> A for effort. So, what do you guys? What do you guys think of of what I feel is a very new thing in in a cataclysm, with the changing of questing from a primarily okay do quests here and then you know go see somebody else to something like Uldum where you're pretty much following the same guy throughout the entire zone. I don't know if Uldum is the best example because I thought maybe it worked better in Twilight Highlands. Quite frankly, I thought Twilight Highlands questing was just Sublime. Well, I'm I'm using um, I'm using Aldum because I haven't no, no. been through all the Twilight Highlands yet. Okay, well Aldum is <laughs> well here Aldum. they they do that they do it in one to sixty. Have you leveled an alt yet? Not through the new expansion. I I, You'll I took see my it a uh, lot. I took my uh, priest uh, before Cataclysm actually launched uh, through the new EPL and uh, yeah. part of Badlands and Badlands right and stuff, and that's really awesome. EPL. EPL is an astonishing. Um, I was talking yeah. to to Alex about this, um, and we we basically came to the conclusion that EPL is possibly the best executed quests new quest system zone, period. It's just and yeah. to compare it to the old EPL, oh, yeah. which was like you know oh my god I'm gonna go to these stupid cauldrons again because there's nothing else to do at this level. Oh god, yeah. Oh, but you know the new EPL and the new Western Plaguelands, both of them just really really well executed. Feralos. Feralos does what you're talking about really well because in Feralos, and I don't know how much lore I'm allowed to spoil for people. Um, if Anne were here, we'd probably already be doing it. Um, yes, we would. In, be. In, Fer in Feralos, there's um, basically a, a character from original WoW, um, one of the four green dragons, is still around creating havoc and doing bad things while another one of them is your ally, basically. And she breadcrumbs you in a very unique way. Like, you don't get constant quests from her. She just comes back from time to time and says, okay, now I need you to do this. And it helps drive you through the zone. And it's it's almost like you go in a big U through the zone, sweeping through all the spots. And there's, like, this new Horde town um, where if you're a Horde player, you get to see all this really interesting interaction with the ogres like ogres who've joined the horde and ogres who are not in the horde. And there's this, it's actually horde politics are interesting enough, but ogre horde politics, it's like, you know, wow, I feel like I'm in a political convention populated entirely by five-year-olds. Um, it's just, <laughs> the, the whole zone is, Feralos is another one of those zones that I went through and I've done it on both Horde Alliance now. And when, by the time you're done, you know, it's just really just so brilliantly, elegantly updated. 
um, compared to Old Feralas. Did you go to Old Feralas if you could avoid it? Oh, God, I got to go collect Musiac for that guy. Okay. Ah, fine. I'm going... one of the ones I would go to all the time. I mean, I don't but know. But not, not for the questing, though. Oh, I, I love the zone. I really yeah. did. I love but it's the a, zone. It's a beautiful zone, but did you go for the questing is what I'm saying. Do I have to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> now the questing supports the really beautiful zones. And they, these zones are, are fantastic. I mean, new ones, of course, like Aldum. Aldum is a treasure. Br brilliant visually. But more importantly, the questing supports it. It gives you reasons to go places. Uh, well, you're, I think you're talking about the Harrison Jones stuff. Is that what you're talking uh, about? Yeah, no, I was. Oh, someone else. Just, yeah, yeah, I just meant like the you know, yeah, talking the, about all them. The Harrison Jones story through all them was really awesome. Um, I was, uh, and I'm still a bit frustrated with some of the phasing there, though. I think yeah. that for some reason the phasing in all them just doesn't work quite right. Uh, there, as a miner, there's a pyrite and an elementium node that, uh, from my first time in the zone all the way through till finishing the zone and getting the achievement, I still cannot mine either of those. They keep phasing out as I, as I fly close to them. Um, and they've never been mineable at all. Oh, so tires. you fly up, you see it from a distance, you fly yeah. up and it goes away. Yeah. Fly up, I see yeah. Fly up way up high. It's on my map. I fly down. It vanishes. Those ghost nodes seem to appear in a couple of zones. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then there's another issue of you enter combat and leave combat randomly with nothing around to get you into oh, combat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that happens to me a lot. I, yeah. I leveled up, actually leveled up my first character, leveled him as a night elf, and then trained him to a worgen when I felt like it. And so I would shadow meld, but other people couldn't mount. Mm -hmm. Like they would, you know, hmm. hunters can just feign. But again, if you can't get yourself out of combat, you could just be running through the desert for like, you know, way longer than you'd like to going, oh, it'd be nice if I could mount yet. I guess I'm running to this next place. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that happen quite a bit. Um, when you get to Twilight Highlands, it's just, first off, Twilight Highlands does a really good job of bringing back old lore characters and making them relevant again, um, both Horde and Alliance. The quest lines themselves are interesting. The, the Horde one is pretty epic, and it actually even makes Garage Hellscream look good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not but sure. There's a hilarious moment in Twilight Highlands where, if you're playing Horde, um, the guy who is the villain of the particular questing says, Hellscream? Garage Hellscream? Guy who sits by a fire whining all the time? He's the war chief of the Horde? And kills the Horde ambassador. Because he's like, I can't, I'm not scared of Garage Hellscream. That guy's a, a crybaby kick. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about Twilight Highlands. I'm, I'm very curious what the story is there because in flying around looking for ore nodes, I have seen the same three dragons about a dozen times in in dozen different places, and I'm not exactly sure how they can be in all those places at once. Yeah, it phases out they're, once you actually start doing the quest, so they're yeah, not all there. Because they're not bronze dragons, they're red ones, so oh, they can't yeah. be in several different time frames. Like, it's really confusing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's actually well done, but yeah, I don't, I know what you're saying. There's there's some phasing issues with like some like Vashir. Yeah, I don't know if you when you do Vashir, if you if you get out of time, which is kind of somewhat difficult to do because you have to like you know basically ride for an extended period through these enormous places. But um, if you get, get nothing, yeah, this will eventually be full of people and stuff I can talk to. But right now I'm stranded in an empty cave. Not the best move I ever made. But I think questing, and I don't think anyone could argue questing hasn't been astonishingly uh, streamlined. Doesn't even seem like the right word because in times, some places it's like a flower. Like you get here, you do a quest, and suddenly the whole thing opens up, and you mm -hmm. have quests in all these areas around you, and you can 
all do them. And sometimes one of the things I really love is they added that that mechanism where sometimes quests just complete. Um, you don't have to go anywhere. Did you just finish yeah, that's it? Yeah, really convenient, actually. I really like that. Like leveling uh, my baby Pally when, you know, when you're like, well, when you're below level 20 and it's actually, you know, it's, I know it sounds silly, but it takes, it takes time to like run all the way over and swim through this See, and swim through that. And then it's just like, bam, you're done. Okay. And then you have to go like kill those water elementals. It's handy. I like it. I, I love it. Except I have, for some reason, I have a mod that, doesn't show me that it's ready to complete so uh, i actually have to go into my quest log and it's really annoying i i'm so gonna ditch that mod soon it's getting annoying um but uh what do you guys think like do you guys think that phasing was overused in uh in the new 80 to 85 ex expansion content no I, I think that it was actually used appropriately i think that the time will tell. I mean, if we go back and, and, and look a year from now, we'll be able to tell, I think, better. But enjoying the experience right now and seeing the cutscenes and being part of what seems to be something epic, um, I enjoy it. Really enjoy it. I think it's it's used just enough. Okay. What do you, you guys, guys think? What, what, what else do you think? I haven't uh, done all the way through 85. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I think that they use phasing enough. Um, one of the things I think that they did really well more so than even worrying about the phasing aspect of it although that certainly is you know has its annoying moments is they've the cutscenes that they've put into the game um have done a lot to tell you stuff without making it just some guy comes up to you and you have to read a huge baka text telling you oh this is what's happening like back if you ever played the old game again boy i'm sounding like a grandpa at this point you 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 went to like silithus as part of the thunder fury quest chain there's a guy there named high lord demetrian uh he was a member of the twilights who got cast out when he'd uh accidentally awakened you know you become enslaved by the air elemental thunder on or his essence more accurately and you found all this out through an enormous six-page text box. Now, I read it and devoured it and was like, yay, man, this is awesome. Everyone else in my guild was like, yeah, whatever. I just clicked through. Yeah. Oh, back in and, my day. Yeah. And so with, with the visuals <laughs> being added in, you don't have to do that anymore. Like when I got to Uldum and you find out what CMOT's up to because you see it. You see him turning the Tolvir into stone creatures. It does it right in front of you. The game says, here, this is what's happening. That, I think, is a really good leap because it's using the storytelling elements that WoW has always had the potential for. You know, it's a video game. It, it doesn't, you know, how much reading do you need? I, I, and as much as some people really love reading stuff, I know I do, it, it doesn't, the video game's strength is that it can show you. And they've, that's what I think, I think is really interesting and well done here. And they could have done it even more, frankly, and I'd, I'd have been just as happy. All right. So, what do you guys think uh, about the the record that was broken for PC game sales? Uh, previous record being held by Wrath. Not surprising at all. No, not really. I mean, it's Blizzard knows how to market. They've got a a very good, solid product. What was that? <laughs> There's only a, a bottle of pop there. Yes, yeah, so oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting dry. Was like. I thought somebody was like making funny noises. I'm like, what? If you want to talk, just say Snake. so. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> Snake. Sorry. Snake. Uh, no, no, no worries, no worries. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's not surprising, and it's you know, some people say, oh, well, Blizzard's got a monopoly on everything, but it's like, well, 
work harder. If everyone yeah. knew the formula for success, then there would be no success because everyone would be successful. So. Well, I think even other game companies have said at this point that, you know, if you are sitting out there trying to make the wild killer, you're wasting your time. Yeah. You should be making the best game you can. I think yeah. Bioware, Bioware is the only company out there right now that seems to grasp this message. I don't think uh, the Old Republic is attempting to fight WoW or be WoW. Um, other companies still kind of like, you know, I, like people who do EVE Online have gotten it. They, they make their own game for their audience, and it's a good game, and people play it because they like it, not because it's a WoW ripoff or, you know. It's funny because WoW actually does steal from a lot of the games. <laughs> The people that were, you know, people Blizzard are like unashamed. You know, the the Tome of Knowledge idea from Warhammer got pretty much, you know, shamelessly torn apart and jammed into this game in various places. But they do it with a certain amount of panache. Mm -hmm. You can't help but admire their, you know, blatant thievery. Like, wow, yeah, that's, I guess, with great ones. Thievery, but done elegantly. Good ones, you know, good ones borrow, great ones steal. So, yeah. yeah, I don't I think really seriously, th this game was going to sell well. I don't know that I expected it to sell three point three million copies in a day. But it, I mean, I've seen it go up every expansion. I mean, you know, I did the I did the wait outside for both Burning Crusade and Wrath. Um, but, but this time you learned your lesson and, and decided that Canadian winter was too much for you. Well, I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't get the game without doing it before. If they'd if they'd given me the digital download option back in, you know, 07, I wouldn't have been standing around side the, you know, the Best Buy down the road in uh near near the uh, Calgary Trail. I would have stayed home. <laughs> you know, it's, but you know they got us to come out. So you know people have been doing this for a while. They they really do understand what they're doing. But for every like forum poster who seems to think that people at Blizzard are all like sitting there drinking heavily and have head injuries, no man, they they actually do understand the game that they made better than you do. And and yeah, they, I mean that's the real thing that that people remember about Blizzard. They do make a really good game. They do make sure that it is right. They don't release a half-completed piece of crap like other companies do. Um, Bioware is one of the few that doesn't seem to do that. They actually want to make it right. But, um, you know, they, Blizzard has monopolized the making a good game as awesome as it can be, I think. So they certainly, you know, it's certainly something that they've tended to do. And, you know, for all that we've complained about Wrath, I mean... You know, Wrath's flaws were, the, were caused by the interaction between the player base and the game, which is always going to be the case with an MMO. The, the biggest problems are going to be, you know, stuff you could never anticipate. You know, how, who knew this was going to blow up like this, you know? Yeah. Um, I still remember back when they first came out with Battleground PvP, I had no idea. I know lots of other people didn't. had no idea how much time they'd spend in them. Like, you know, I'm, I'm exalted with Alteric Valley on several characters. I had no idea that was going to happen. I didn't think I was going to even PvP all that much. So, And how many of those are warriors? Um, all of them. <laughs> That's what I thought. That answer's going to kind of always be that. I don't have many other alts. I have a couple of shamans and a couple of DKs and one hunter who will never get past level 30. <laughs> That's um, a shame. So, so you now have a warrior of every race now, or...? I have six warriors between uh, 85 and 70, and I've got two more that are like in the late, the early 20s that I'm, you know, tinkering with. A blood elf that I just rolled for completeness, uh, <laughs> and a goblin that I rolled because, you know, hey, I, I wanted to play through the goblin starting zone, and I, I know I can, play an, I can play a warrior pretty much purely on instinct. I could play a warrior while I was, like, writing a column about playing a warrior. I, I just... I just know the class to that point. Uh, not because I'm some genius or anything, just because, you know, sheer brute repetition. Although every so often I forget what patch it is. 
and I'll try and do something we haven't been done in like two years. <laughs> like, you know, all oh, right, we can't do that anymore. Or, oh, right, I can use that ability once every two minutes. It's not a 30 minute shared cooldown anymore. Right. <laughs> so. So what do you guys think about the fact that the first World 85 was a European due to the fact they had a nine-hour head start? I could care less, but I, you know, I'm not surprised that people are, you know, QQing and, you know, lousy farmers and the daylight savings and the time zones. and It's like, it's, I don't know, go outside. I just feel sorry for him. I don't really have a huge amount of respect for people who, like, gun for world this i understand it's important i mean it's just i just i you cannot pay me to care it's just kind of like eh, whatever and you know i don't know it's it's something that blizzard obviously had in mind so i don't know maybe nobody just cares or people care too much or well eh. the guy that the guy that did it i mean athene i think his name is he does it by having his guild help him which is fine yeah and, that was um that was a sign that was mentioned when the, the came in as a tip and it's like they what does he run he runs into an instance gets everybody to tag a mob and then he gets they the drop group and he tags everything uh he drops group, tags everything he can within 30 seconds, and then his group kills it for him, and he gets the other XP from all the mobs because he's the only one to tag them. It's, yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter. People were getting 80, getting, getting level 85 the first day. Yeah. You know, they stayed up. They stayed up 24 hours, drank a ton of energy drinks, and got 85 the first day. It took me, like, several days, but I wasn't trying to burn through it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's just It's just a question of... This expansion is not hard to level. That's the point. They designed it to not be hard to level. It if you really, you know, yes, technically speaking, some guy in Europe got world first before you could because he got the game before you did. Uh, that's always going to be the case, but it doesn't, you know, if you want to compare how long it took him versus how long it took you, boom, you'll know if you would have beaten him or not. It, it's not, there's not, there's no place that tracks this except like, you know, non-game related sites. Like, yeah. you know, us and, you know, MMO and stuff like that. That We're the ones who tell you about it. You'll never know in game. The only thing you'll ever know in game is if you beat everybody on your server or not. Yeah, I think they should. Mm-hmm. I think Blizzard should award the the world first um, based upon time played for, like basically how long it took you from when the, the game went live in your area, basically not based upon the first person Blizzard, in the world because that's Blizzard doesn't even care about the world first though. Blizzard only cares about server firsts. True, true. So it's they're not gonna, they don't care, and probably you shouldn't either because it's I, just it's impossible for you to do anything about it. People who get the game ahead of you are gonna beat you to it. <laughs> I, I was sad yeah. to see that most of the people who uh, on my on my realm Argent on US um, who got world first or realm first for like the uh, professions and and classes um, almost every single one of those was uh, um, was I, I hate to say it but was horde side. Damn them! Mm. Damn them! Yes, damn us horde! I know filthy. When, when I hear filthy about hard. the first hunter, actually, you gotta remember the world's first druid team. Then I'll worry about it. But otherwise, I don't care. <laughs> You remember that most horde, horde of the one who started Filthy Alliance and the the horde only alliance for years. Like, do we smell? Like, how come the horde doesn't like us? Do you think maybe it's we don't take we don't take enough baths? We take a bath once every week, whether we need it or not. I mean, come on, our orc, and, our orcs just that clean? I don't get it. Anyways, moving along here. Um, <laughs> says, says that could go nowhere. Good. Um, what uh, what are you guys' New Year's resolutions when it comes to WoW? Roleplay more. I want guild roleplay. We've already, I mean, I'm on an RP server. I'm on Sentinels US, Horde side. And, you know, listening to everybody 
tell great tales and ballads about how they because a lot of my guild uh originated in everquest that's why we're called portent alliance um and pa has been around for oh christ hit seven years pretty soon actually um so i want more guild rp and i'm just like even 80 to 85 i'm the slowest leveler in the world because i take so much time and i just like slowly absorb all of the content and I'm hopping between Vashir and Hyjal and I'm doing every quest imaginable, I'm exploring. So my New Year's resolution is to have fun, have some actual alts, for God's sake, and uh, try some caster classes. I do, I've do. i never tried caster. I'm, always, I'm a feral druid, I'm leveling a paladin, I've got a warrior, you know. Dual spec to, uh, to, to balance, you'll, you'll love it. I actually, I have dual, well, it was funny, I dual spec and I did my talent tree, like, two weeks before Shattering, why, I don't know, but I'm like, oh, well, everything's just said. <laughs> nah, whatever, I'll just, I'll take care of it later. <laughs> yeah. I like being a kitty, though. I, mine is I, just not to take it so seriously and have fun, that's it. And, and, and to try and tame a druid, right? Well, until I can actually be able to, I will constantly, you know, send my emails to Ghostcrawler and say, you know, hey, what about that idea, remember? So wait, Swamp Lord Musiac must be your idol, right? Yeah, absolutely. Beast, obey me! Kill them that's at it. once! Can you not? I mean, that's the best thing in the ever, because it, until they get rid of that, it's like, see? Proof right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think, for you... me, I'm gonna, I think for me, I'm going to end up taking my time. I think it's all about going back to the old the old zones and reading. and Because it's been, it's been a couple of years since I've started an alt, and I didn't just click next, click next, click next through the quests. And I think I'm really looking forward to just taking my time, uh, maybe trying some different uh, classes I haven't before, and just, just make, make the best of it. Really make make the expansion worth its while. All right. And Mr. Rossi? I'm finally going to actually have a max level warrior of every race. And you're wow. too shy now? Is that right? I'm too shy now. I don't have um, an undead, and I don't have a troll. Have they been started or are they just no, not? No, I haven't. I haven't. The thing is, I don't. My biggest problem with Horde and the reason I have a hard time playing is that I just can't play an undead. Like, no. I play them for five levels and I just want to, like, firebomb Undercity and start over. So basically, <laughs> I'm going to have to find a way to, like, force myself through it. Um, I'm actually thinking what, I'm, what I'll do is stop trying. I have this inherent tendency to play the good guys in any video game I play, uh, which is a problem for a while because you're not supposed to think either side is the good guys. Um, the problem is the undead are just straight up dark side the the dead yeah, are like you have like, to. Yeah. yeah you have to just say okay you know what i am at the very least amoral if not outright evil in fact i'm probably evil so i'm just gonna have to like the one time i played through uh um knights of the old republic and did a dark side jedi i'm just gonna have to channel that guy's mentality and be like you know most insolent fools choked I'm going to have to choke as many insolent fools. Is there a quest involving choking insolent fools? There is great. Can I go do that one? Yes. Because there, there are actually a lot of really neat quests, uh, especially in the Undead Zones. There's a really great one um, uh, called Welcome to the Machine, which if you haven't done it already, I really recommend it. It's in Hillsborough, I believe. And mm -hmm. so there's just, there's a lot to like, but at the same time, just the whole poisoning everything and plaguing everyone all the time. It's just like, you guys are just, you work too hard. You work too hard at evil. Could you could you like tone it back a little bit? You're kind of going like the the stealing candy from a baby while blocking the sun. It's cartoonish supervillainy thing. Uh, you, Mr. Burns it's evil. Like, it's an entire it's an entire faction of Montgomery Burns. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Um, for me, I would like to have seven level 85s by the middle of the year. Uh, I currently have my main, Medros, up to 85. I have my Druid, Arita, who is 82. I've got a Death Knight, a Hunter, another Paladin, plus my Priest and Organ Druid who are leveling. And uh, by the middle of the year, I want to have all of those up to 85. That's my, uh, that's my New Year's resolution. Should be pretty achievable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, especially with yeah, how he did. My, my Priest is now 58. Uh, very easy... Um, to, very easy to do that, and hey, maybe I'll even roll an undead and see the end of the an end of the Worgen story. Yeah, well, there's that. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about that. Um, now, what do you guys think? Uh, before I get on with my last question uh, for the panel here, what do you guys think about the new chopper for Cataclysm, the Vial of the Sands? It's spiffy. That's guys, all I got. Do you guys all want one? Not really. Yeah. But I'm not going to pester anybody for it, but I know, it would be cool to have. See, I only ride one mount, and I only ever ride this one mount, and I'll only ever ride this one mount, so I kind of can't take any other mounts from anybody else who might want them or anything like that. I ride Mimiron's head everywhere. I just constantly fly around in Mimiron's head and just be like, look, I have Mimiron's head. Yes, I know it's easy enough to get now, but I don't care. <laughs> Big, big drain eye flying around in Mimiron's head. I look like a complete idiot, and I love it. It's just goofy as heck. Um, oh, my other character. Me, mm. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say my other characters. Some of my other characters don't even have epics because I just don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm uh, if I'm constricted to ground mount, Anzu the Raven Lord, straight up, and if I'm flying. I'm a druid. I'm my own flying mount. It's convenient as hell. It's great. But but you can become a mount that other people can fly. Meh. And and you can. And you I'm can... not inviting Brigwin into me. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. I Anyways. got shot down. I cannot believe that. You know, like I would want to go in. You want to take? You want to take druids? I'm I not letting you that into me. Well, yeah, but you're not Kadistra. Kadistra's different. Going. I don't know. They're rusty. Uh, anyways, um, in, in the end, the idea of being able to go fly out of Dalaran with a friend on my back and then just, you know, shift into a bird and watch them fall. Andros, that sounded worse than anything I could say. I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> going out with a friend on my back and shifting a bird. Just letting you know. Hey, if that's what you're into, there, I have absolutely no, you know, no problems. <laughs> just anyways, since, since this is our, is going way, way too far down for, yeah, way too far down. I guess I right say how important we're all feeling that you know the new chopper really is. <laughs> I personally want one, and, and I'm happy that I finally have the profession that can actually do it. Because yeah. it's nice I that they have an engineer. For I thought that profession was always in Guildshire. Oh, sorry, wrong topic. What? No, seriously, I do think it's nice they gave something up. I mean, I had, I've had an alchemist for like years, and it always feels kind of like just one of those professions where you're just making pots and elixirs, and no one really cares one way or the other. Like, yeah. ooh, you got, a fla you got a flask rock. That was the best yeah. it ever got. Whereas, you know, engineering has like, you know, look, pets and mounts and fancy cogwheels on our fancy epic helmets. And, you know, blacksmithing is like, uh, I made this big thing I can hit you with. Or this smaller thing that I can hit you with. Or you can hey. wear this stuff, and then I can hit you with this. And so, you know, alchemy just kind of always felt like the profession you took because you you were silly. And that always felt it's weird. It's their time I, to shine. 
And so, yeah, Leatherworkers were always the rock stars because they had the drummers. Mm. Oh, yeah. What was that? There was a, there's, an old comic, there's this old webcomic of a like, guy doing, doing the herbalism out in the woods and a torrent standing behind him. And he's like, hold on, I just got to pick this flower. And he starts doing the hand thing. Oh, sorry, failed. Starts doing the hand thing again. Oh, sorry, fail. <laughs> it's a flower. Rip it out of the ground and let's go. Oh, <laughs> I like, so remember those days. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> Professions have come a long way. So, um, last question before we do wrap up the show here. Uh, if you could ask Blizzard for one present this year, what would it be? Um, and Brigwin, we already know what yours is, so you don't get to answer. I don't get to say a druid? <laughs> no. Right. Uh, so, Kinestra, how about you? I would say new character models. For oh. all, for just the, the racial? Yeah, for, 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 player, for player characters. I mean, you can, it's so obvious. Like, you know, you have the first eight races and then you've got the Drenna and the Blood Elves and you can see the huge improvement. And even now with Goblins and Wargun, it's like, you know, I, you know, well, what would you rather look at? Would you rather look at like a cool looking Wargun or a Blood Elf or like a blocky human male with a hair lip, you know? <laughs> <laughs> They right. do. They have hair lips. It's so ugly. Yeah, no, ah, she's right. I played, a, I played a human warrior for four years. She's not kidding. On that regard, I would love to have a new model for my Moonkin form. That'd be awesome. Ooh. Uh, Mr. Rossi. Well, since we mentioned before, one of the things Blizzard's good at is borrowing. And since t I like this concept and will want to run with it, why not a character slider? Why can't you be a thin human wizard why why do all wizards have the exact same body types as like paladins and warriors i mean i i guess they make books in azeroth out of wrought lead can you open this page Arr! Arr! we keep them in shape here at dalaran with our calisthenic spell readings Arr! i mean seriously you can't play a like a, a you know if you play a human male your rogue is the same huge bulky steroid addict that the you know warrior is if you play an orc male rogue you're just you're like Arr! You know, it's like, do you, do you just constantly flex in between stealthiness? I did, I'd really like there to be like character customization <laughs> options that let you do stuff like be, you could be a blood elf who is bigger than the average blood elf. You could be a gnome who's a little taller or even a little shorter. You could be short for gnomes, which I just think would be awesome. You know, it's like, geez, even gnomes look down on him. I, I, I'd, uh -huh. I'd love to see that level of customization. Just I know that it's asking a lot. I know it'll probably never happen. I know there's perfectly good reasons why it won't happen, both in terms of you know giving people recognizable silhouettes and for ease of having armor stuff and, and so on and so on. But still, if I was going to get one thing, that'd be it. I'd love to be able to have a Tauren who is like, you know, short and slim. You know, these, these are things just for role-playing or just because you want to look different. A mini-cow. Okay, well, mini -cow. Yeah, you little cow. A little cow. That'd be cool. Uh, the, one, the one thing I would like to do is, honestly, if it was going through any of those, and like you were talking about, you know, borrowing and that, I, wow, I, I think I would just love to be able to have my goblin named Booger. If I could just get the name Booger for my goblin, I'd be happy. <laughs> okay. That's it. Because That's it. I want to have Booger with my pet, Snot. I so saw that coming. <laughs> Skolnik, how about you? 
I'm thinking that if they could offer something, I think that just recently I was looking in my bank, and I think that with all the new tabards that are out, something introduced like a portable armoire or maybe a, a murloc bellhop that can be summoned and take my take my tabards away from me, but so, something to, to, to make some bag space for all the additional tabards I have. I think that would be something yeah. helpful. Especially with them making tabards so useful for upgrading. Right, right. You end up with four or five in your bags at all times until you're exalted, maybe, and then you just never use just, them again. Just carry a whistle around, and I could I could keep that in my bag, a whistle, and my little murloc comes walking with all my tabards, and I can quickly swap the new one on, and he can send them away, and we're good to go. And scrape the eggs off of it. <laughs> I thought that was the whole point of that little page thing that you got in Wrath. Wasn't that his job? Come here, page boy. Go take it back to the bank for me. Or the something. thing is, he just puts it in the bank. Um, it still ends up with like you know. I know people who have a bank absolutely full of tabards now. They've seriously got like thirty of them. You know, it it is not a major gameplay issue, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying. I I have a hard enough time storing my collection of stuff I got back in vanilla that I can't part with. Right. Uh, without having to, you know, I mean, I can't get rid of, you know, it's like sitting here going, I'm not getting rid of my tier two. I mean, come on. Uh, so could I basically have need some space here? I don't, I can't carry around seven tabards. Come on, you know, give me a break. Yeah, I, I as, remember, but as a guy who deletes his main every, you know, year, it's not one of those things that I'd look yeah, at I, as for his big space. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Just from a usability standpoint, it just they did the same thing with key rings where they just realized that hey, these kind of make sense if we can put it all together and, and have a place for it. And I would think that the same thing could go true be true with this. Just it, it makes sense. Right, yeah. I agree. So um that is about it for the show. Uh Brigwin, how can people find you or where can they uh follow what you do if if they want well, to stalk you? Uh you know what? It just—it's like everything's Brigwin. So you can, if you want a real ID me, it's Brigwin at Brigwin.com on in WoW. So if you want to do that, if it's um, Brigwin's Corner, is not a WoW blog. It, it's mostly about web series and short films. But you can definitely find me at Brigwin.com or just Google Brigwin. All right, and Miss Cavistra. Um. Well, I'm on. The Venerable Wow Insider. I do comics. I'm currently doing Safe Passage, and I'll write an article every now and then. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am Kidistra. Um, Real ID. I will be Kidistra if I can get the damn thing to work. I turned it off a long time ago, and then I tried to turn it back on, and it's like, oh, your parental control thing expired. We're gonna send something to this email, and I never got it. So. Mm. Um, and I also run my web com my web comic World of Warcraft A. And if you want to say hi, you can email me at kelly at wowway.com. Awesome. Mr. Rossi. Um, well, you can't find me in game because I don't do real ID because when I'm playing, I want to play. So there. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared of you people. Um, no, um, you can find me on Wildsider. Obviously, I've been writing the Warrior column since its debut. And uh, I work on KYL with Ann Stickney, who you know writes better KYLs than I do. And it always fills me with a horrible jealousy that I can never contain. Um, who's I also, also my co-host on All Things Azeroth. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, Ann. Your time's coming. <laughs> no, no, it's Ann's great. Uh, Ann writes really, really great stuff. Um, especially if you ever get a chance to read her Horde and Alliance politics posts, you really should. Um, as for me, um, aside from the Wild Insider gig, uh, I've wrote a book a few years back. That's uh, MonkeyBrainBooks.com. If you want to look that up, and I wrote a column for Fantastic Metropolis for a while called uh, the Encyclopedia of Heresies that uh, supported the first and second books. So, you know, if you want to find my writing out there, it's out there. It's not very wow-like at all, 
but you know, Hey, that's, that's my other gig. So that's how you can find me really. Monkeybrainbooks.com. And one day we'll have to get you and uh, you and Shade, also known as Anne, uh, on the show, um, either All Things Azeroth or Group Quest here, so we can have a Uber lore face-off. <laughs> She'd win, but you know, hey, it'd be fun trying. Well, we'll get we'll get uh, Grace here and some of the other uh, you know have highly knowledgeable WoW players. It'd be awesome, I think. Um, Skullnick. Hey there. Other, other um, than being on All Things Azeroth, doing the WoW. Or the Warcraft Less Traveled uh, segment. How can people find you? Yes, I'm found on war, uh, warcraftlesstraveled.com where the audio archives to the uh, the segments are. It's all about the exploration of the lesser traveled places. And since the we had a washing of the old world, we're going to be starting all over again. So it's 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 almost of a tip of, tip of the cap to the developers in such a way where there's a lot of things that they put in the game that are interesting and we should take the time to look at. I could also be reached on Twitter as Skolnick Who. That's it. Awesome. And, uh, of course, anybody who wants to find this podcast, if you are listening to it through the live show or through anything else, you can find us at groupquest.com. For myself, Medros, you can find me on Twitter at Medros, on uh, on Facebook as Medros, on uh, the All Things Azeroth podcast at allthingsazeroth.com. And... Uh, yeah, we will be back next week with another. Or sorry, we'll be back in two weeks for another episode. Hopefully, uh, it'll either be, either be the first or the eighth. We're not sure. Going to see who I can get for the signed up for the first, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do for the new year. And uh, we will be back in, in a, a week, two or three, two to three weeks for another episode of Group Quest podcast. So uh, thank you for stopping by, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. I'm coming for you all. With your Kraken, right? Yes, the Kraken. I haven't released the Kraken in so long. That poor well, guy. Kraken. Don't worry, the Naga are doing it for you. They got them all taken care of. I love that part. When they said unleash the Kraken, I laughed out loud. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all literally right. like, ah! Thank you for listening to Group Quest. This is your announcer, Grizzly Smith. We look forward to your comments at our website, The Group Quest. Dot com. Theme music for the show is Intended Force from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. This program is copyright 2009-2010 by Dwight Walbridge Productions and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Release the Kraken!